Are the Warriors peaking at the right moment? It looks like they are. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Ethan, with my Splash Bro co-host, Zach. You know, we could talk about this whole three-game stretch, but I just want to talk about that Suns game for a second because just it's just fresh off our minds. It's just, I just want to say that was crazy. I did not expect them to win, but... Here we are, just impressed with that, how that went down. Two-way wigs, Maple Jordan, um, all the above. Um, The Warriors are back. The Warriors are peaking at the right time. And it's a wonderful time to be alive. We're going to get Adam Silver's dream come true, a Lakers-Warriors playing matchup, Steph versus LeBron. Um, Steph versus LeBron part five. Am I right in the playoffs? I think so. Yeah, yeah I am right because you know, Steph's got the advantage. He's got the 3 1 advantage. Wait, I think He's it's gonna... part four. Is part. I mean, yeah, it's part five. Am I right? Part five? five? Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. But Warriors are peaking at the right time. Maple Jordan's outstanding. Now I'm rambling. Oh, shush, that rhymed. LMAO. But the Warriors have... Hey, you rapping, my brother. Some more games left, and the Warriors are trying to secure this eighth spot. Um, so the Warriors got two big wins against the Jazz and the Suns. And let's get in. Let's unpack everything we have learned. Yeah. Let's go, baby. Episode 39. Let's kick it off. Let's get started, baby. All right. So uh, the first game, uh, OKC part two. Um, you know, OKC, are, you're re- they're rebuilding. You know, they got basically a development like team, develop developmental team. So, I mean, just the Warriors just got to take care of business. And rightfully so, they did. Um, they came out hot. Um, Steph was just amazing with 49. And the Warriors won comfortably 136 to 97 and just from big picture standpoint like you know this is great moving like moving to your next couple games like just for vibes and all that but like overall I'm just great great night shooting um from everyone 50% from three I don't think you could ask for anything better I mean I think they got a franchise record in threes but like I mean this it's the thunder you can't really (laughs) ask for anything better but I mean, Zach, if you want to touch on the OKC game, it's just textbook win against a rebuilding team, basically. Yeah, I didn't watch much of it as uh, a second Pfizer COVID vaccine was kicking my ass. But um, uh, (laughs) as I saw on Warriors Twitter, uh, Steph went uh, psycho mode and put up 49 points in three quarters. Um, So the Warriors took care of business, which is good. Um, That's what they needed to do. Um, and then they kept that momentum going into the Utah game as we'll recap that, but yeah, it's a good one for the Warriors. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Just great one. As you said, so moving forward, you know, carrying the momentum on Warriors ground, 
against like a jazz team, which is like trying to get healthy. Um, they don't have Donovan Mitchell or Mike Connolly. So you're thinking to your, yourself as your warriors, like, okay, you know, they're down two of their all-stars, you know, we got to come out, get a W um, out of the next two games. Like you're facing the jazz, you're facing the Suns. you know, best case scenario, you win one game. And the warriors took part the first part of it as they came out um, with a W 119 to 116 behind Steph's 36, but um, Steph struggled a little bit from the field, um, even though he hit that amazing clutch to put them up one when they were down two. Um, but your thoughts on the game, Zach? I feel like it was a great win, um, but there were still a lot of things to improve upon, especially like that fourth quarter. So shoot away, my brother. Oh Yeah, yeah the fourth quarter – there was like a point where they had like a six point lead and then the lead automatically shrunk and the jazz took the lead. And then Steph and Draymond um, took the Warriors, put them on their back, little dish to Steph and Steph hit that uh, game one in three. Um, but I, I th- even with the jazz without their two best players, I still think it's a, Good momentum win um, against one of the best teams in Western Conference, obviously, and a future uh, and future first round playoff matchup. Um, obviously, I don't think the Jazz will look like this if the Warriors end up matching up against them in the first round. I think Mike Conley will obviously back and be back, um, and Donovan Mitchell will probably be back. Will we know how he looks coming off his injury? No, but. Um, I seriously think that the Warriors, like we said in the beginning, are peaking at the right time, and that game helped contribute to my opinion that I said earlier that the Warriors are peaking at the right time. Big win against the Jazz. Big win against the Suns. What are the Jazz and Suns? The top two Western Conference teams and two future first-round uh, playoff matchups. Well, I think after watching the, well, I don't really know what to say about the Utah game because they're not at full strength. But watching the Suns game, I'm actually quite surprised with how the Warriors handled that. I would think that with how yeah, big DeAndre sure. Ayton is and how he dominates the glass, I'm surprised that Kevon Looney stuck in there and held his own in there, and that the Warriors were able to get some rebounds and. There are obviously some plays that they allowed offensive rebounds, but I think the Warriors Suns would be a great first round series. And I seriously think that the Warriors could give the Suns a run for their money. Do I think the Warriors could win? I won't ever bet against Steph Curry. So I'll say, I do think the Warriors could win. Is it likely? Uh, probably 60, 40. I don't honestly know, but. There's still two yeah. games left in the year, so we got to... There's a lot of X factors on this team, and um, we've mentioned this before. Like, you know, if you can get other guys, like, you know, scoring, get them in double digits as they got in the Jazz and the Suns game, like, you got five guys in double digits. You got Steph, Trey, uh, Bazemore, who surprisingly played well, probably because of Bradley Beal's tweets, um, but we're not here to talk about the tweets. We're here to talk basketball. Um, Kent Bazemore played pretty well. You got JP, who's, you know, starting to cut some 
come into his own. You know, he's playing with more confidence, um, shooting the ball well, making plays. And you got JTA, um, and JTA is phenomenal, obviously. We've sung his praises before. But, you know, it's just becoming more cohesive now. Um, you got to love that. But, you know, you know, this, you know, this team is still making mistakes. You know, you're up 16 with like six minutes left in um, the fourth quarter against Jazz. And you're like, okay, all they got to do is execute. But they just kind of let Jordan Clarkson get pretty hot. But Jordan Clarkson is a pretty good player. I mean, he dropped 41 on them. So, I mean, it's understandable. But they still got to execute. But, you know, you can't really judge the Jazz game, as Zach said, as you said, brother, um, because they're on full strength. But you got to take the game as it is. Like, you know, you got to win the games that are in front of you. And they did that, too. So, I mean, great win, as you said before, with Jazz. So, you know, carrying that momentum with the Suns. I thought to myself, you know, the Suns would probably come out really hot. And they did. You know, they would probably smack the Warriors, beat them by 20 because, like, it was a revenge game because they lost against the Lakers previously. So, you know, I wasn't too sure about this. But, like, you know, when they came out of the win, 122 to 116, you know, I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is this is looking good. This is really looking good. So I was impressed and surprised at the same time. So great win. I'm really impressed, especially on the rebounding side. You know, when you got 12 offensive rebounds, Zach, like, you know, you got a really good chance. I mean, you're winning 50-50 balls and, you know, Steph shot pretty poorly. So, I mean, you'll take that. You'll take that. Steph shoots poorly and you win. You know, I thought that if you look at the box score and, like, see Steph shooting 1-11 and from three, you would think the Warriors got blown out. But they did not. So, Maple kudos. Jordan. Yeah, Maple points. Jordan. Oh, I forgot to mention – yeah, Wiggins with 38. I mean, kudos to him. It was the 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 annual, well, biannual Andrew Wiggins coming out party. So kudos to everyone. Um, great game. Um, you know, just loved everything about this game, even though they started off pretty badly in the first quarter. Warriors are hot right now. Um, do I think Andrew Wiggins is going to consistently put up 38 points no but do I think the Andrew Wiggins shoots the ball like that in a playing game do I think the Warriors have a good chance yes so I think if Andrew Wiggins keeps contributing 18 to 25 points a night I think that's a good contribution to not have all the load lay on Steph um but Yeah, this could be a matchup, exactly. as you said. This is a matchup that, you know, we could see. Like, I think you said this already, but, you know, Suns or Jazz, you know, they could, you know, push it pretty far. Um, but Steph, you know, you never doubt, you'll never doubt it, but it's just the pieces around him. You know, obviously this year hasn't been great for the pieces around Steph, but, you know, um, you just kind of have to deal with the hand you're dealt. And, you know, it's just – um, a lot of X factors, as I said, as you said, Zach, like if Wiggins can score 18 to 25, if Green can score 10 points a game, if Bazemore can drop, you know, 10 plus, or if Poole or Motor can make shots, or if JTA can make plays, you know, it's all coming to all these different variables. And it's, you know, 
one game, you know, if all of them are clicking, all of them are showing like what their potential is of, as what we've seen throughout the season. Hey, you know, they could pull it off. Um, but like Bill Simmons said, like Bill Simmons said, the We Believe Warriors 2.0 are back. And then Draymond quickly in a press conference was asked that about that. And he said, let's pull up the tweet real quick. He said, we ain't no, we believe 2.0. We got Steph Curry on this team. I just skipped the, took out all the curse words. So that was basically what he said. Um, what do you think about that comparison though? Um, I, between, I, to compare the two, I think they're similar in that the, we believe team and this team both peaked at the right time. They both got healthy at the right time later in the year. I think if these two teams were playing with this current rotation that they had right now and with what the We Believe team had in the postseason and when they had when they were making that run, I think they would have gotten a higher seed if they played like this and with this rotation earlier in the year. Um, Do I think they're similar? Yes. Do I think – We should call the Warriors the We Believe 2.0 team. No, because I think the We Believe team deserves their own. Like their own sphere, like a dome, like, you know. Exactly. Acknowledgement. And I think Draymond's partly right that Steph Curry and Draymond Green have both won three championships. And it's not like these guys are a bunch of inexperienced guys going to the postseason. They got, they're being led by two veterans who've won dozens of playoff games and have three rings on their fingers so i think i do partly agree with draymond that they're not the we believe 2.0 team but i do agree that these both of these teams have similarities from the we believe team in 2006 and the current warriors team i do want to ask you a question though like you know we've seen how this warriors team looked like with the eight-man rotation their small ball lineup and what they're known for their small ball lineup as i said but like you know, if they didn't, you know, put this into play last 20, 20 games of the season and they did it, you know, from like game, you know, 25 on, you know, like what do you think their record would be? Like they would probably be fifth, sixth seed in my opinion. What do you think? Exactly. About, I think you know, like, Warriors should probably be around the Trailblazers, Dallas Mavericks range, like fourth, fifth, sixth uh, in place for the fourth seed with the Nuggets. If they had the current rotation they were playing with, like – Kelly Brayson on this team. Um, Eric Pascal's not playing. James Wiseman's out. If they had this current rotation and they were playing with it earlier in the year, I think that this team would probably be a fifth seed. Um, yeah. I think that there would be a fifth yeah. seed. Yeah, you're right. I mean, most of the season they're like stuck in this middle of development or playoff push. And, you know, they went with development, didn't work out great. And, you know, they decided, okay, let's make the playoff push. And, you know, it looks like, yeah, I mean, that you, could compare, and, you could you know, compare, you could thinking. Yeah. You could compare at the trade deadline. They both traded guys who were useless on their roster. 2006, they traded Mike Dunleavy. This year they traded Brad Wanamaker. Both those guys were useless on the roster and, the war the we believe Warriors brought in guys like uh, Stephen Jackson, um, 
But the Warriors traded Brad Wanamaker for cash. The Warriors, this Warriors team didn't bring in anyone at the deadline, but they traded off guys who were weren't contributing parts of the rotation. So I guess that's a similarity. But I mean, Mike Dunleavy was a bust throughout his whole career in Golden State. Um. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they got pieces the we believe team. I mean, I think the Warriors were just stuck in that middle ground. As I said, it was just they couldn't find a direction. And, you know, once James went down, sadly, I feel like that was like the key for them to go in one direction. The playoff, the playoff push, like not the James Wiseman route, but, you know, let's, let's just they said, let's give Steph, you know, what he deserves. The playoff push, give Dre what he deserves. I mean, now they're in the hunt for Out. Playoff Steph, playoff Dre. You don't want to doubt those two. Um, they could carry this team, you know, far into the first round. But I feel like that's where they're going to be kept at. Like, that's where their ceiling is for this season, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, just got to see these next two games. I think you um, can consider this season next success. Success. Yeah, I think you can consider this season a success if they obviously win a play in tournament game and are competitive in a first round series or advance. That's my uh, yeah. feeling as a success. If they somehow it, win, it's a cherry on the top. Yeah, like, without Clay Thompson on your roster, like W in my opinion. Sheesh. It's well, Clay, like Clay's that. on the roster, but he's hurt, obviously. Yeah. It's kind of like that um, that Clippers game. Like, they forced them to seven. I mean, they could have won it, obviously. But, like, you know, if you push it to seven, you make it really competitive. Like, you know, you're going to get a ton of kudos. You're going to get, like uh, – it's going to attract free agents, obviously. I don't know if I said that in a previous episode. But, you know, if you show poten- – I don't know if show potential, but, like, Steph, Steph and Dre are, like, established guys. So I don't think they even have to show potential. But it's just – probably another potential landing spot for free agents. So just got to, you know, yep. make noise, I guess. That's what Showed the potential was. knocked out the Nuggets in 2013-14. Yeah. Look, look who came in the offseason knocking on their door, Andrea Godala. See, anything can happen like that. Yeah, anything could happen. I mean, it's the playoffs. <laughs> Legit anything could happen. We saw last year, we saw the Denver Nuggets down 3-1 twice come back in a series like you don't see that every you don't see that at all so Miami Heat happen yeah, yeah Miami, Miami Heat, were Heat. hit a five seed and they made it to the NBA finals so yeah and then you got you know the Clippers flaming out losing that 3-1 that was just unpredictable so anything could happen seven game series you know you got four cracks to win yeah but that know? was uh that was a that was the bubble fluke year so uh, okay. doesn't, doesn't, doesn't count in my book <laughs> okay okay we could gonna, gonna gonna be one of those uh nba twitter trolls just kidding i no it it counted but just being an nba twitter troll <laughs> yeah i mean i mean the warriors they got a great momentum push you know they won four straights the second time they've done that um can they close out homestand with two more wins i think they can um Especially, you know, the Pelicans game, you know, 
you know, they're without Zion. Um, I think the Pelicans are mostly done for trying to get a play in. So they probably might just improve their draft position. And then you got the Grizzlies. So you got Steph and Dre who, who didn't play the first two games against Memphis. So it'd be Steph versus John Morant, the first matchup. So, you know, it, it, you just got to see, you know, it's going to be a popcorn matchup, you know, to decide the eighth seed, you know, a lot of storylines for that game. So, you know, got to look, look forward to that. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that, you know, uh, I don't pumped. know exactly. Let's I'm get pumped. me. Let's go. Pumped, bro. Give me a Lakers Warriors uh, playing tournament. It's the chant. The percentages are getting even higher. Man, I'm with Adam Silver. Give it What's to me. What's the chance percentage right now? If you if you've checked, I, I haven't know. checked. I'm my guess is probably it's probably over fifty percent. Honestly, I don't see the Lakers. Even if the Lakers win all three, I think the Blazers and Mavericks have really uh, separated themselves from. Yeah. Uh, for the math, for all those listening, um, and for the Lakers to be in the fourth or fifth seed, like both those teams have to go zero and three, and with the it's matchups that they have, that's not going to happen. So I'm sorry, Lakers fans, if you're listening to uh, I don't know how if you're even listening to a Warriors podcast, but you're probably going to be stuck in the seventh seed. So um, you're going to have to face your worst nightmare, Stephen Curry. I mean, we, we, okay. We we could get you know Steph doesn't in Staples Center my guy. Uh yeah, there's a difference. There, I'm just gonna say this: there's a difference between Staples Steph, and there's a difference between playoff Steph. Playoff Steph is a guy who goes who shoots like complete dog crap in the first half. Then he shows up. Second half gets loose, and he drops thirty-three in an elimination game in Houston, and the Warriors advance to the conference finals. Anything can happen, man. That's and that is what I call playoff Steph. Do I think playoff Steph's going to show up in the playing game and knock the Lakers out? One hundred percent. Am I pulling for that? I love the comments. 100%. Do I think it's going to happen? I, I'm lowering my expectations with how big the how, – how <laughs> the Lakers have such a size advantage. But with how Kevon Looney's been playing – I agree with that. Kevon Looney can take on Andre Drummond and Montrez here all at the same time. I mean, but we – got, We got the phenom Jordan Bell coming back too, so – Yeah, I don't know where Jordan yeah. Bell's fitting in the rotation – Honestly, I don't have I don't have a problem with the Jordan Bell signing one bit. I just I'm the super superstition uh, guy who thinks that the rotation's perfectly fine. The Warriors are playing so well, why mess it up? But I think Jordan Bell could provide some good minutes if he's put into the rotation. Um, as long as he doesn't mess with Mike Brown's uh, hotel room. As I'm making that joke again because it's a funny joke. Um, But that'll do it for episode 39 of the Catch and Dubs podcast. Make sure you check us out. Hold on. on... Before you end it, before you oh, end it, I want to we'll end it. Before. Cue them. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Give me a second. I want to. I have a Draymond. I have a Draymond quote before we end this. Before we end this. All right. We were the hunters. Then we turned into the hunter for five, six years, wherever it was. Now we're hunting again. That's always a fun position to be in.
So, you know, Draymond Steph being the hunters, better watch out. That's where, um, that's my closing remarks for that. Watch out, LeBron. You off, my brother. <laughs> watch out, Anthony. They're coming. That will conclude episode number 39 of the Catching Dubs podcast. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at Catching Dubs Pod. Make sure you follow my Instagram. It's in the bio. Don't worry, guys. Drop a follow. Uh, make sure you check me out. Check us out on Twitter at Dubs Pod. Um, make sure you tune into the Warriors' final two games. Friday night, I believe. Against the Pelicans, Sunday night, battle for the eighth seed, most likely against the Grizzlies. We'll recap those two games on Sunday. We'll preview the playing game matchup in the playing game May 18th to May 21st. The NBA season is coming down to the wire. The NBA playoffs are starting up. It's a great time to be alive. The San Francisco Giants are rolling. And that's it. Episode 39 has concluded. Thanks, y'all. See y'all later.